0: Yesterday, the Supreme Court announced in a 15-page uh, release its code of conduct. I don't know that they called it new, uh, but under this, the justices can seek guidance from colleagues, judicial decisions, lower court judges, the Supreme Court's in-house counsel, and from scholars, scholarly treatises and articles, all to help them Craft uh, whether or not they should recuse themselves in some cases. What gifts they can accept, what gifts they must disclose. Uh, it is a uh, it is a f- better framework, I think, than what may have been there before. I don't know that it will call up the congressional dogs that have tried to now legislate and regulate the highest court in the land, which is a co-equal branch of government. There's some problems there. But let's find out what, exactly what it does and doesn't mean with Richard Friedman, who's the Aline and Alan F. Smith Professor of Law and an expert on U.S. Supreme Court history at the University of Michigan. Uh, Professor Friedman, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Is this new? You know, they're kind of calling it a, a, a new code of ethics and conduct, but is it really new or just a restatement and clarification of what has been tradition?
1: Well, it's it's certainly new in that it is a code. Okay, and there's been nothing like that before for the uh, for the Supreme Court. By a code, I mean a a, a statement of uh, of uh, principles, uh, all put in one in one place, and uh, and it's it's very clear that it's been adopted by the the whole court. Uh, so so that's new. The substance of it, there's some that's new. Most of it is uh, is not um one interesting factor uh, by the way a feature is that it's uh at the introduction says the undersigned justices and the nine justices all signed it as individuals which on the one hand um uh affirms and and uh, emphasizes that all nine are on board with it uh on the other hand it uh, it uh, suggests that uh yeah, we nine are doing this. It uh, it makes the question of whether it is the court as such uh, a, a little bit more dubious. But I think it's it's clearly a statement by the uh, the entire court. Uh, so you have one place to look. There's no doubt about its applicability uh, now. Um, that was a that was
0: a problem beforehand. Does this code uh, create any type of system for the public to file a complaint? Or some type of review of any type of ethics yeah. breaches.
1: No, no, there, there's no, there's really no enforcement uh, provision. Uh, you know, as, as uh, you said, it, it, it talks about consulting various sources, including the um, uh, the court's own lawyers. You know, but there, uh, there isn't, uh, there isn't a, any formal procedure for uh, for enforcement. I, I wish, I wish there had been. Something uh, at least saying uh, that uh, justices, in particular cases of, of, of any questions, uh, um, should consult the uh, the office of legal counsel. Now, when you say, you know, when you ask, is there any formal provision? There isn't, but uh, that doesn't mean that somebody couldn't file, a, just write a letter, say to the uh, to the chief justice or to the um, uh, the, the court's legal counsel, uh, raising a complaint.
0: Um, there were some, you know, talk of there's no enforcement here, so maybe Congress should be overseeing these ethics violations in their eyes, but then that they're not independent. They're not an independent body then.
1: Well, I mean, that would be in um, that would be in debate. I, I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's not as if uh, Congress can't do do some things that uh, uh, that. Um, Uh, constrain the court you know i mean for example congress provides the court's jurisdiction and uh, the court has to uh, has to abide by that congress uh, decides how many justices uh, there there can be and uh, um, and uh, what their salaries are and all all that Uh, so yeah there certainly would be a separation of powers uh, um argument against uh, congress providing a a code but uh, i'm not I'm not so sure that uh, it would be um it it would be a uh, uh, I mean just as Congress can uh provide what uh, the uh, uh, the president can and cannot do. Uh Congress is the lawmaker. Uh, the the justices are subject to law. Yeah. So I think it would be an interesting question but uh, Congress has been hesitant to do so and of course these days Congress is pretty much paralyzed so it doesn't uh, it doesn't see uh, it's, it's highly unlikely that Congress is going to do anything.
0: Well, except it seems that as the courts become more conservative, the, some in Congress have become much more highly motivated. And I guess there's a, a certain fear out there that no matter what the, the, the slant of the court may be, it opens up the door to partisan congressional motives to come in and say, well, we don't like the direction of the court, so we're going to harass them on this. Doesn't it when you when you have the another branch of government overseeing the Supreme Court or thinking that it does? Doesn't it offer yeah. that potential?
1: I mean, that's that's an argument. Yeah, I'm personally I'm not overwhelmed by it because I don't think it's uh, I don't think it would constitute harassment. And uh, you know, if they wanted to harass the court, they could do uh, they could do other things. If Congress really had the ability and the will, I mean, they could uh most obviously pack the court, you know and uh render it uh, uh rather feeble uh so um yeah if if Congress really wanted to assault the court and had the uh had the political ability to do so there there'd be other other ways so oh. i'm not uh, i'm not terribly concerned um you know and congress congress has uh you know passed the ethics and government act which which does on its face um apply to uh to the the judicial branch including the supreme court the 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 statute is rather broad and until now the enforcement uh, or, or the implementation has been left just to the chief justice and there hasn't been this codification yeah well so, so it's not as if congress hasn't stepped in at all right until now
0: well, the the ball to some extent is now back in Congress's court, and uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse has kind of been the driver of all this. It'll be interesting to see if, if he backs off or tries to add a complaint framework to answer the question what happens if they don't follow it? Uh, Professor Friedman, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Have a great day out in Ann Arbor. Thank you. All right. Take care. I'm reminded by that line in Pirates of the Caribbean where they're talking about the Pirate's Cove, and the bad guy says, well, it's not really a code, it's really more like. We'll be back.